think hard on the deal, but don't think too hard. Sometimes you can talk yourself out of good deals. So it's always been a thing where if it's my gut feeling it's a good deal, the numbers make sense, I just do it. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, are you looking for some financing, maybe some more money to do your fix and flip projects? Are you looking to grow your fix and flip business? Well, guess what? Got a solution for you. It's Fun That Flip. You know Fun That Flip. Matt Rodak, the founder of Fun That Flip, has been on the show multiple times. He's a friend of mine, and they love working with the best ever listeners. They provide short-term fix and flip loans to experienced investors. They've got an online platform, makes the entire process super easy, and you can get funded in as few as seven days that quick. So if you're looking for a reliable funding partner, Go to fundthatflip.com. That's F-U-N-D-T-H-A-T-F-L-I-P.com. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any fluff with us today. Bob McTagg. How you doing, Bob? I'm doing great. How you doing today? I'm doing great as well. Nice to have you on the show a little bit about Bob He is both a real estate investor. He's also a team leader of CNY agent team of Realty USA. He began as a real estate investor, then got into helping residential clients. He's built a highly profitable team of agents, and he's been doing it for 11 years now, based in Syracuse, New York. With that being said, Bob, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Okay, great. Thanks for that introduction. I appreciate it. Basically, I was originally from Boston. And in 2004, I moved to Syracuse, New York, due to a trying to get closer to my wife's family who lives in Toronto. So we ended up in Syracuse, New York. At that time, I was doing investment properties, buying stuff across the US. It wasn't just focused on Syracuse at that time. I was getting into some model home leasebacks and things like that from builders and such. But as I was in the real estate game, buying properties and so forth, I saw there was a need for good real estate agents. I didn't get the best representation early on, we'll say that. I think at that time, a monkey could sell real estate back in 2004 to 2006. And I say that in a nice way because I saw that there was not great representation. So I said, hey, I'm going to change the industry. And that was kind of my mission to do things a little differently and advise the clients differently, protect my clients and so forth. So that's the path I started on. And then I started as a solo agent. And I really latched on at that time to internet marketing. So a lot of my systems were built through the internet because I didn't really know anyone in Syracuse as I moved from Boston. So I started really developing good marketing systems, attracting buyers and making that shift And then as I got more leads and I was doing a lot of lead generation online, I needed someone to service those leads. So I started to build a team in 2008, 2009. I started to really ramp it up. And at one point I had through the years, 10 agents through the broker. I was, we'll say a team through the broker. I wasn't an actual broker owner. And then at that point I learned sometimes it's better to keep it small and keep it all. So I tailored things down a little, changed my business model through the years. And that's where I'm at right now. So things are rocking and rolling. What's the business model now? You were around 10 people and now what do you do? Well, what I did was a lot of shifts came in. One of them was basically I moved out of state. So two years ago, I moved to South Carolina 
And everyone said at that time, it can't be done. Once you leave, you're going to give up your income, you're going to lose control over your business. So to answer your question, it went from 10 people to about four. And then when I left, again, I was at odds. What am I going to do? Well, I refocused, restructured, and went back to the basics of my strengths, which was lead generation. And I took more of a role of servicing those leads and then doing more of a customer service, negotiation, and really fine-tuning those lead systems and then handing them off to key agents that I hired. And my profit margins went up by 50% in those two years that I left. And I wasn't even there servicing clients. I was just servicing them through negotiations and handling all more of a service role, which really proved beneficial because when I took myself out of the puzzle, it seemed to work a little better and give people more control. And my strength is really the conversion. Talking with the client, understanding what their needs and wants are, and then finding the solution and then handing them off to another agent. And I lost that over the years because I'm a control freak. So I wanted to do everything. I just couldn't. I learned that, hey, this is my role and it's been working great. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about just residential sales. So you have some agents who represent people who want to buy or sell their house and you're helping them connect the dots. That is correct. And then on the investment side of it, our market wasn't so much as, let's say, we didn't have a lot of short sales. We didn't have a lot of bank-owned properties. It was going from like 3% back three, four years ago. Now it's up to about 8% of all homes sold out of 4,000 homes that sell in my county, Onondaga County. We're seeing now it's about 8%. And some of it, that's just because of the time frame with the bank-owned properties. But what I started to get into was servicing those investors, those fix and flips and people that wanted to invest into multifamily properties. They started to really attract those clients and come up with a good system where I could really educate them and use my expertise that I knew. And I deal with a lot of that now where I'm just really educating those investors and we'll say would-be investors or people that want to get into the game maybe just don't understand how it all works. I'm trying to really educate those people. It's tough, but it's definitely become a niche for me. You've mentioned a couple times your internet marketing savviness and getting leads. What are you doing to get the leads? Well, initially, I started out with organic, we'll say, which was a lot of blogging, a lot of article writing, a lot of different things to attract buyers. And it's changed over the years. I focus a lot on social media now through Facebook, creating targeted ads, and you can get really specific on Facebook. And if any investors out there that are trying to find deals will say, social media is definitely a way to do that. I know this call won't take us there to explain the whole process, but basically in a long time ago, it used to be Craigslist. I think it's changed more into a social media format and obviously grassroots marketing. But as far as the internet marketing, my still focus is to create good content, put it out there, video or whatever it is, and really syndicate that out where I'm finding different customers, but really finding who my niche is, who's my ideal customer. And that's been really a transformation in these last years is to say, I don't want to work with just everyone. I want to work with the people that are going to respect my time, that I know that there's profit involved. That's been kind of instrumental moving forward is developing those systems through social media, 
still doing Google placement and things like that, but really cutting down. Now, obviously, big powers like Zillow and those sites, those platforms are changing. They're even changing to the investment side, like offers.com and those types of websites where you will see more investors being able to be in the playing field of real estate agents. And I do see a lot of different shifts where someone could, an investor has more power now through those types of sites where they can reach out to the end user, the consumer and say, hey, we're interested in purchasing your property. And there's a lot of money being thrown around right now in that space. But again, this is a topic that could take me hours to explain. (laughs) I can tell you that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's talk about a couple aspects of this. You said your focus now is just creating good content and syndicating it and knowing who your ideal customer is. What are some best practices for good content? The best practices, number one, is figure out the ideal customer, who you're trying to attract. And then from that, what is your messaging? Direct response marketing, and and not everyone's good at doing that. Then They don't have a marketing degree. They don't understand direct response marketing. But there's plenty of online courses. There's plenty of things you can go on YouTube and really study of how can I create better messaging. But once your ideal client, you'll know definitely what type of message that you're trying to attract them. For instance, if I'm looking for clients that are looking for bank-owned homes, then I'm going to put out content geared to them. I'm not going to be putting out content where someone's a first-time home buyer or I'll be looking for more investors. So my content's going to be maybe a landing page with the with very simple thing in simple terms, a title could be find the best deals in Syracuse, register now. It's just some basic landing page. I'm going to put down to the basic, basic level. It's a little more involved than that. But you basically understand who you're trying to attract and then putting that message in that content out as many places you can from Google Plus all the way out to Facebook, LinkedIn. That's a different type of medium, obviously. But using those channels and understanding the demographics in each channel, that's I think is a lot of problems is people throw data out there on the internet, but they don't understand who's using those channels. There are demographics, age groups, we'll say income levels. In my marketplace, you've got to understand it's the average income in Onondaga County is only 57000 And we don't get high ticket investors here. So the investor here isn't coming to town with a million dollars. They're coming to town with a couple hundred thousand dollars. So it's a little challenging sometimes. You've got to put those feels out there with the right messaging because you can definitely lose your marketing dollar by not really super focusing on that content, the correct titles, who you're trying to attract. It comes back, really. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. It really comes back to that. Who are you trying to attract and defining that? I'll just ask you, who are you trying to attract? And that will help me understand how specific we have to get. Perfect, perfect. My ideal client is someone that has a need. If I'm focused on the residential end, someone that has a need to actually sell a house that's looking to sell in the next, we'll say, zero to six months. And I can do that by, I can see different demographics on Facebook where you can really filter down your targets of number one, who owns a property, all the property owners in a certain area, a certain demographic. And then if I really filter down, I want to say, how many people own a house from 80,000 to, we'll say, 250,000? Because looking at the data and studying data, I know that that's the biggest demographic for sales for a home sold. If I'm an agent or investor, I'm focusing on houses that are 400,000 in Syracuse, that's only 2% of the market. I'm not going to do a lot of volume. 
So knowing those key principles, think of it as like a farm area. Who are you trying to attract? What neighborhoods are you going to go after? So that is crucial to understand those market demographics and the statistics. So that's the first thing that anyone should do uh, is listening to this call is find out what market are you trying to invest in? What are those demographics? And you don't always have to employ expensive tools to do that and buy expensive programs. Call up an agent. Call up a good agent and say, tell me about your market. Tell me what's going on. What price ranges are selling the fastest? Where are all the buyers? You know, that's really what you want to know. What are the cap rates? What's the rental turnover rates? What are all those different demographics? And it's hard finding a good agent that knows that, but you've got to search out because it can save you a lot of money. I mean, any investors that spend $30,000 on a program, and I said, I could have told you all that. You didn't have to spend 30000 And I laugh, but it's, sometimes it's tough finding those types of agents that know that, that used to be investors, but you've got to search those people out. And that's one thing that is a strength of mine is because people see that I was in the game, I'm still in the game, and I want to help them make educated decisions so they don't lose money. Because the margins in Syracuse are very slim. So you got to be really careful with your dollar. Even though it's a less of a dollar, you got to be really careful. And where are you living now in South Carolina? I'm actually in Lexington, South Carolina. It's near Columbia. But we chose this area because I mentored a client of mine, moved this area. He wanted to get into real estate. So I mentored him and he became one of the top agents out here. And he said, come check it out. So I came out here with my wife and I said, you know what? I really like the weather. And uh, there was other reasons why, but we made the move. And like I said, business has been better than ever. I mean, the market's been better, but business has been better. And because I focused on one, we'll say niche, and that niche was just trying to really focus on my ideal customer, the types of homes I'm selling, and just focus on lead generation and follow up and those types of things, which is crucial in any business. Yeah, I was going to ask, why don't you shift your efforts and your focus towards where you're living now versus continuing to do Syracuse? Great question. Syracuse has always been my bread and butter, and it's not out of the question. When I did come up here, I had certain licensing rights through the broker that I'm with now to open up locations throughout the Carolinas, Georgia and such. But I was seeing that I was losing some market share when I started to focus in that direction. So I just made a conscious effort and said, what can I do to save Syracuse and make it better than it ever could be? And that's what I did. And I don't look back and say it was a mistake. I could always start something out here. There's no reason why I couldn't start with something out here and build a team up and all that. And it may come. It's just right now, there's some other things I want to do. I'm enjoying kind of the freedom I have. We'll say that. So it's nice to not be so much in the grind, but I'm in the grind at my own pace. And I think that's been beneficial to me to really get a clear head to focus on the next years of my life moving forward. Based on your experience, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Uh, Well, my best advice is invest local. That's been instrumental to me. When I started doing investments, it was local. When I relied on other people to tell me about markets and make investments other places, it wasn't always the best investments. And then one of the other things that was crucial to me, I would say that's the most main thing is buy local, invest local where you live. And then the other advice was think hard on the deal, but don't think too hard. Sometimes you can talk yourself out of good deals. So 
It's always been a thing where if it's my gut feeling it's a good deal, the numbers make sense, I just do it. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Absolutely. All right, let's do it. First, a quick word for our best ever partners. You want to get better at negotiating real estate? Well, how about do you want to get better at negotiating real estate for free? Even better, right? Well, go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Fund That Flip, today's sponsor, has partnered with best-selling author Jay Scott to provide you with a free chapter from Jay's new book on negotiating real estate. I've read the book. Lots of good real-world case studies sprinkled in there, too. I love it when they do that. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever to download your free copy of the chapter today. Tired of the noise in the real estate investing space but still want to light your business on fire? Real Estate Deal Talk is an original source of radio shows, podcasts, case studies, and articles devoted to real estate investing. For investors, by investors. Discover more at realestatedealtalk.com. That's realestatedealtalk.com. Best ever book you've read? Oh, best ever book. Okay, well, I'm rereading a book. It's How to Win Friends and Influence People. I know it's a classic in print for a long time, but Dale Carnegie, I mean, it's a crucial thing in my business is just because I'm in a people business and everything we do is people-centric. So How to Win Friends and Influence People, that's still my all-time favorite. Best ever deal you've done? I don't know. That's a tough one for me. They're all good deals. I don't know. It's tough. I would have to pass on that. I don't know. That. I have all good deals. <laughs> well, how about this? Uh, what's the What's the last deal you did? Well, I process a lot of deals a month just through my small team. So like last month, I did over 20-something deals. So it's hard for me. A lot of more residential, so it's tough. I know your listeners will probably want some major big deal I put together, but they're all little deals that add up to one big deal. It's hard for me to explain that. What's a mistake you've made on a transaction? Oh, man. The biggest mistake on any transaction is underestimating sometimes on negotiation of the other side as far as if it's someone new in the industry or from working with a buyer and seller, just not understanding up front who I'm dealing with and not really getting a good sense and building that connection. So it can be a win-win for everyone, but more in my favor. Controlling the deal is something that I work on every day to make those connections and build those so I don't have problems through the cycle. And that goes back to how to win friends and influence people. Just being a people person and not making things difficult is the way it really works in my business. Best ever way you like to give back? I should give back a lot more. tell you that it's one of my goals to give back to the community um, in Syracuse that will come to my clients right now. The best thing I can do right now is just tell the truth always and be the best I can be so they don't make financial mistakes. And that's through what I've learned over the years. I try to keep preaching and pushing that. Not everyone wants to do that. But as far as charities and things like that, I got to get better at giving back to the community. How can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? You can always call me at 315-882-6610 if you want any advice. If you're thinking about investing in Syracuse or the surrounding central New York area, we're going through a rebranding on our website, but dnyagent.com. But that's more geared towards residential. But if anyone wants to get in touch with me regarding commercial or investment properties and you just want to ask some general questions, feel free to give me a call. I'm always around. It's 315 315- Cool. Well, Bob, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for talking about generating leads, your 
business in general, really we honed in on a couple things, but one of them was the getting leads part from creating good content, being specific about how do I identify our ideal customer, creating messaging around that, and how and where to share it out. So thanks for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day, and we'll talk to you soon. Excellent. Thank you so much. Tired of the noise in the real estate investing space but still want to light your business on fire? Real Estate Deal Talk is an original source of radio shows, podcasts, case studies, and articles devoted to real estate investing. For investors, by investors. Discover more at realestatedealtalk.com. That's realestatedealtalk.com.